0: On a summer's evening in June 1903, crowds packed in to aristocratic Mayfair.
1: Posh Albemarle Street was turned one way to cope with the crush of carriages.
0: They weren't here for an opera or society ball, but were taking their seats at London's Royal Institute to see a celebrity duo who had discovered two new radioactive elements.
1: But only one of them would be allowed to speak, Pierre Curie.
0: His science-star wife, Mary Currie, was obliged to sit in the audience.
1: Women were banned from presenting at the Royal Institute.
0: Among the spectators was Mary Curie's friend, the distinguished physicist Hertha Ayrton.
1: Both women faced claims that any success was entirely due to their husbands.
0: Hertha responded by saying,
1: Errors are notoriously hard to kill. But an error that ascribes to a man what was actually the work of a woman has more lives than a cat.
0: My name is Mark Zakian and I'm joined by my Blue Badge Guide colleague, Laura Adams, creator of the excellent Women Inspire website.
1: And we are looking at women in
0: science. Including a paleontology pioneer who nearly died while digging up mysterious creatures.
1: And left us with a tongue twister.
0: The first female in tech.
1: A nurse whose charts changed medicine.
0: And a chemist cheated out of a Nobel Prize.
1: Hear their stories in this
0: podcast. In the early hours of a summer morning in 1797, a pocket-sized bonneted woman clattered determinedly through the streets of London.
1: Little Caroline had never covered more than two miles on a horse, but having hardly slept, she set off on the 30-mile ride from Windsor to the Royal Observatory in Greenwich, the home of the Astronomer
0: Royal. On a mission to claim a new comet.
1: This was the eighth comet discovered by the world's first professional female astronomer, Caroline Herschel.
0: Caroline's journey to the stars had an unlikely beginning.
1: Growing up in Germany, aged three she was scarred by smallpox. Then she was stunted by typhus. She never grew
0: beyond four foot three. She was denied a formal education by her illiterate mother, and opportunities were few for a girl who people literally looked down on and considered herself to be...
1: ...poor and ugly.
0: With no prospects beyond a life in domestic service, her fortunes changed when she travelled to England to live with her musician brother, William.
1: Caroline learned English and studied singing, enjoying success performing in her brother's oratorios.
0: But it was William's intense fascination with astronomy that defined her destiny.
1: She became his assistant. This involved pounding horse dung into powder to make castings for telescope mirrors.
0: From a house cramped with instruments, stinking of horse poop, a fraternal scientific dynasty emerged.
1: On March the 13th, 1781, William discovered Uranus.
0: That's the seventh planet.
1: In recognition, King George III awarded him an annual stipend of £200, equivalent to half a million today.
0: Learning maths, geometry and algebra from William, Caroline emerged as an astronomer in her own right, spending her nights outside skywatching. In
1: August 1786, she spotted an object moving through the heavens. This was a comet. At that time, only 30 comets had been observed. The new find was named C. 1786 Herschel.
0: Or the First Lady's Comet.
1: William told George III about Caroline's comet. The king awarded her an annual salary of £50 a year, making her the first woman in Britain with an official government position. Caroline could now support herself as an independent astronomer.
0: As well as identifying eight comets, she discovered the Sculpture Galaxy.
1: She helped her brother build the world's largest telescope. At 40 feet, it was so big it featured on the Ordnance Survey map
0: so big, that little Caroline got caught on its hook, remarking that,
1: They could not lift me off without leaving two ounces of my flesh behind.
0: Today, the surviving parts of the telescope are here at the Royal Observatory in Greenwich. In
1: 1828, she became the first woman to win the Royal Astronomical Society Gold Medal an organisation that, as a female, she could not be a member
0: of. When her brother died, grief-stricken Caroline returned to Germany, where she passed away aged 98, buried with a lock of her brother's hair.
1: In her time as an astronomer, Caroline identified 2,400 astronomical objects. She has an asteroid and a crater on the moon named in her honour.
0: It's the year 1800 in Seaside, Lyme Regis. A family are sheltering under a tree when a bolt of lightning flashes down on them.
1: Onlookers rush to save one of the stunned survivors.
0: Baby Mary was hurried home where she was revived in a bath of hot water.
1: The doctor declared her survival a miracle. The bolt from heaven has changed her life.
0: Mary had been a sickly child but following the lightning strike, she blossomed into a lively, curious girl.
1: Little Mary accompanied her father on trips to the sea cliffs, where they uncovered curious objects buried in
0: stone. These were fossils. Mary's dad taught her how to find and clean the stones, which he displayed for sale in his carpentry shop.
1: When Mary was 11, her father died of tuberculosis, throwing the family into poverty.
0: So Mary and her brother started selling these fossils to bring in extra cash.
1: They discovered a giant skull sticking out from the cliff. Mary knew there must be more of the creature inside the rock.
0: So young Mary hired local workmen.
1: They toiled for months to dig out the 20-foot specimen, which she painstakingly cleaned with rudimentary tools and nails.
0: Everyone in Lyme Regis was talking about the monster.
1: Scientists thought it was a crocodile.
0: At that time, people believed that these curiosities were unrecognisable creatures come from far off lands.
1: But what Mary had uncovered was the world's first ichthyosaur fossil.
0: Ten years later, she found the first complete skeleton of a plesiosaurus, a marine reptile from the Jurassic time of the dinosaurs.
1: Once again, it took Anning years to extract and prepare but the specimen brought her international recognition.
0: Her next big find was the world's first pterodactyl skeleton.
1: Mary's discoveries were driving 19th century biologists crazy. How could they explain all those mad beasts? Part fish, part bird, part lizard.
0: Experts were only just starting to question the age of planet Earth, with very few daring to suggest that it reached back beyond biblical times.
1: For four decades, Mary scoured the Dorset Cliffs with her mallet and pet dog, Trey.
0: She trained him to guard interesting finds.
1: Poor Trey was crushed by a cliff-based rockfall which almost swept Mary into oblivion.
0: She documented all her fossil finds, but as a woman, she was barred from publishing her discoveries at any of the scientific societies.
1: Mary died of breast cancer, aged just 46.
0: Nineteenth-century scientists wrote her out of their books. These naturalists, who'd bought her specimens, were then credited with the discoveries.
1: But in the Natural History Museum in London, there are rooms named after her that are full of her finds
0: and she is celebrated as the original fossil hunter, a pioneer of paleontology remembered in the tongue twister
1: She sells seashells by the seashore.
0: Imagine being the daughter of a bad boy poet.
1: A daughter whose father had a scandalous affair with the wife of the Prime Minister of Britain.
0: The daughter whose minor aristocrat mother married your father despite describing him as
1: a very bad man.
0: The daughter whose mother left her father after a month of marriage because she believed he was having an incestuous affair with his half-sister.
1: This was Ada, daughter to the Prince of Pleasure Seekers.
0: The infamously
1: mad, bad and dangerous to know
0: Lord Byron.
1: Ada's mother determined that her daughter would have nothing to do with the reprehensible world of poetry inhabited by her father.
0: So she was tutored in science and mathematics, but not literature.
1: Lady Byron had teenage Ada watched by close friends for any sign of moral deviation.
0: But for all her mother's efforts, Ada's life was surrounded by scandal.
1: Not least the gossip about her friendship with irascible genius polymath Charles Babbage.
0: Seventeen-year-old Ada met Babbage at a society coming-out ball in 1833.
1: Babbage showed her a prototype of his difference engine, a complex mechanical calculator.
0: Ada was entranced.
1: But Babbage was the genius who managed to alienate nearly everyone he came into contact with. Having secured government money to build his difference machine, he abandoned it, switching attentions to his concept for an analytical engine, designs for the first ever computer.
0: Ada met and married Count Lovelace. The couple had three children.
1: While living the aristocratic life at the Lovelace-Somerset estate, she continued to correspond with Babbage, who dubbed her his...
0: Enchantress of Numbers.
1: Babbage gave a talk in Italy about his analytical engine. It was written up in an academic paper.
0: The ADA translated into English.
1: This was much more than a translation. Crucially, it included one of the most important documents in modern science.
0: Instructions for the analytical engine to solve a complex sequence of numbers.
1: ADA had written the world's first computer programme.
0: She suggested that Babbage's machine could be programmed by punch cards, as many computers were until we started using screens and keyboards. She also speculated...
1: Could this wonderful engine compose music?
0: As with many of Babbage's projects, the engine was never built in his lifetime, so her programme was never tested.
1: Ada died of cancer, aged only 36.
0: In another Byron scandal... Ada told her husband that she would not be buried at the Lovelace tomb, but next to her father on Newstead Abbey Estate.
1: Today, Ada is the official programming language of the United States military, known as Military Standard 1815, the year of her birth.
0: Ada Lovelace was the first woman in tech. If she were around today, she would be a dot-com Silicon Valley star. In 1829, a nine-year-old girl is playing in the grounds of a Hampshire family mansion.
1: Little Florence's hobby is recording the fruit and vegetables she finds in her garden and arranging the information in neat tables.
0: This is Florence Nightingale, who would grow up to be the most famous nurse in the world.
1: Known as the Lady with the Lamp.
0: But perhaps she should be known as the Lady with the Pie Chart.
1: A lamp was never going to revolutionise healthcare, but data might.
0: In the mid-1850s, she travelled to Scutari in Turkey with her team of 37 nurses to set up a military hospital serving soldiers fighting in the Crimean War.
1: She discovered that twice as many soldiers were dying from unhygienic hospital conditions and preventable cross-infections than on the battlefield.
0: Nightingale spent two years recording the details of the deaths.
1: On her return, she presented the damning information to government.
0: What really brought the terrible statistics home was her polar area graph, or pie chart.
1: Instead of the traditional tedious and long-winded tables, Nightingale's illustrations were so visual, clear and damning they were impossible to ignore.
0: Her graphics sparked a revolution in healthcare and medical hygiene
1: reducing the hospital mortality rate from 40 to 2%.
0: This work is commemorated at a museum dedicated to her here at London's St Thomas' Hospital, where she worked.
1: The nurses at St Thomas's are nicknamed Nightingales, in her honour.
0: And while she is still remembered as the lady with the lamp, it is her statistical innovations that are her enduring legacy. She said...
1: To understand God's thoughts, We must study statistics, for these are a measure of his purpose.
0: The most feared weapon of World War One was poison gas.
1: The stealthy killer took the lives of 90,000 British soldiers.
0: One of the few defences against the toxin was a dispersal fan. By 1918 over 100,000 were deployed in the trenches
1: known as Ayrton Fans after their inventor Hertha Ayrton.
0: Ayrton was born Sarah Marks in the working-class Dockside district of Portsmouth, the daughter of a struggling emigrant Jewish clockmaker and a seamstress.
1: When her father died, her mother was left struggling to feed eight children.
0: Age nine, her aunts invited her to live in London and attend a school that they ran.
1: She was nicknamed Hertha after a heroine of a Finnish novel who seeks freedom and happiness for herself and her sisters.
0: Leaving school age 16, while working as a governess, she joined the women's suffrage movement.
1: Where she was befriended by fellow activist Barbara Bodichon, co-founder of Cambridge University's first women's college, Girton.
0: Bodichon encouraged Hertha to try for Girton, offering financial support.
1: And with additional backing from the feminist and writer George Eliot, Hertha passed her Cambridge entrance test with honours.
0: Ayrton studied mathematics. While at Cambridge, she designed a blood pressure metre, led the Choral Society, founded the Girton Fire Brigade and formed a mathematical club.
1: But like many non-public school students, she struggled with Greek and Latin.
0: Despite being irrelevant to a career in science, The classics were compulsory at Cambridge and Hertha risked failing her degree. She wrote to Baudichon,
1: I think it is very hard on you, after all you have done for me, that I should do no better. I have turned out a failure.
0: Hertha persisted and eventually passed the mathematical tripos.
1: But for all her hard work, there was no qualification. Cambridge refused to award full degrees to women until 1948.
0: Hertha returned to London, where she married her evening class tutor William Ayrton.
1: He supported her research, commenting to his cousin,
0: You and I are able people, but Hertha is a genius.
1: Hertha discovered the cause of the hissing emitted by the arc lamps that lit up the city's shops and factories.
0: Her work radically improved the efficiency of the lamps and in 1899 she became the first woman to read a paper at the Institute of Electrical Engineers.
1: A large audience, nearly entirely male, attended the lecture, along with members of the press. The Spectator magazine wrote...
0: Women have a distinct proclivity towards science and mathematics, finding them less exhausting than either history or classics.
1: Another journalist assured readers that... Although a scientist,
0: she was in every way a woman.
1: Hertha then took on the great male bastion of science, the Royal Society.
0: In 1902, with a body of groundbreaking science to her name, she was nominated to be a Fellow.
1: But was denied. Their charter barred married females. At that time, in English law, married women had no status.
0: But in 1904, she became the first woman to read a paper to the society.
1: And in 1906, they awarded her the prestigious Hughes Medal.
0: But still could not become a fellow.
1: So it was not surprising that in 1915, when she presented the war office with a fan that could blow enemy poison gas out of trenches, they turned her down.
0: Like everything in Ayrton's career and life, she fought for acceptance. A year later, the Ayrton fan was finally deployed, saving the lives of countless British soldiers.
1: This is the story of a woman famous for not winning the Nobel Prize.
0: A woman who produced what has been called
1: the most famous photograph in scientific history.
0: Her name is Rosalind Franklin
1: born in 1920 in London's Notting Hill, to a wealthy Jewish family.
0: After winning all the science prizes at school, she studied chemistry at Newnham College, Cambridge.
1: She began her academic career in Paris, developing her skills as an X-ray crystallographer, a technique that shows the structure of atoms.
0: Then she joined a team at King's College London, in the race to discover the structure of DNA.
1: At King, straight-talking Rosalind clashed with her introverted colleague, Maurice Wilkins.
0: Rosalind worked on a photograph critical to the understanding of DNA.
1: Taking over a hundred hours to create, it was dubbed Photo 51. In
0: 1953, Franklin worked out that DNA forms a double helix, the now familiar twisting ladder shape.
1: Meanwhile, in Cambridge, a rival team of Francis Watson and James Crick were also working on the DNA molecule, but could not figure out the structure.
0: Looking for help, Watson went to King's College to speak to Wilkins, but couldn't locate him.
1: So he went to Franklin's lab, insisting that she should collaborate.
0: Franklin did not like his demands.
1: Watson accused her of being
0: a terrible scientist.
1: The argument escalated. Watson retreated from the room, backing into Wilkins, who had heard the commotion.
0: Later, without Franklin's knowledge or permission, Wilkins shared Photograph 51 with the Cambridge team. According to Watson, this was vital to the understanding of the double helix.
1: And it was key to their paper on the DNA's structure. Franklin was not acknowledged. In
0: 1954, Watson, Crick and Wilkins shared the Nobel Prize for their work on the structure of DNA. Again, no mention of Rosalind.
1: Rosalind Franklin was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, possibly due to multiple exposures to x-rays in her lab.
0: She tried to continue working through her medical treatment, but passed away in 1958, aged 37.
1: There is a consensus in the scientific community that without Franklin's work, the structure of DNA would have remained unknown for many years. She should have won the Nobel.
0: But as Nobel Prizes cannot be awarded posthumously, the injustice will never be corrected. This is the story of the woman who did win the Nobel Prize.
1: A journey that began with a nine-year-old playing with a chemistry lab in her attic.
0: Young Dorothy Hodgkin would make regular trips to the local chemist to buy acid for her attic experiments.
1: Impossible today. Health and safety would never allow it.
0: Encouraged by her parents, Dorothy spent hours reading and experimenting.
1: At primary school, she learned how to grow crystals of copper sulphate.
0: Writing at the time...
1: I was captured for life by chemistry and by crystals.
0: But at secondary school, girls were not allowed to do science, being offered needlework instead.
1: Dorothy demanded to study chemistry.
0: The school gave in.
1: Reading about the science of X-ray crystallography, a new technique allowing scientists to see the structure of molecules and atoms, she decided this was her future.
0: At Somerville College, Oxford, she was one of very few women studying science.
1: And only the third woman to get a first class degree in chemistry.
0: After graduation, she began her meticulous, laborious, and painstaking research in crystallography.
1: This was particularly challenging for Dorothy, who developed severe arthritis in her hands in her twenties.
0: The x rays took hours and the complex results involved counting thousands of atoms by eye.
1: All Woman College Somerville supported her by appointing her as its first fellow and tutoring chemistry in 1936, a post which she held for 40 years.
0: Dorothy introduced computers into her research, commissioning a giant machine with punch cards.
1: After decades of research, she uncovered the structure of penicillin. This speeded up the development and distribution of life-saving antibiotics.
0: She was nominated time after time for a Nobel Prize. In the end, it took a group of other scientists to petition for her to win in 1964. The
1: press writing...
0: Affable-looking housewife wins the Nobel. And... Mother of three wins the prize.
1: She went on to lead a team that uncovered the structure of insulin, making its mass production possible.
0: Dorothy used her status as an internationally acclaimed Nobel scientist to speak out on issues that concerned her.
1: Three of her uncles had died in World War I, and she was a passionate believer in nuclear disarmament. She opposed the war in Vietnam and spoke against the Cold War.
0: At Oxford, Dorothy mentored dozens of chemistry students. One of them was Margaret Thatcher.
1: Prime Minister Thatcher hung a portrait of Hodgkin in her office at Downing Street, in respect for her former teacher.
0: Unquestionably the only picture of a socialist in the Thatcher office.
1: Hodgkin remains the only female British Nobel winner. A sister of science who worked for knowledge and for peace. This British Guild of Tourist Guides podcast is written by Mark Zakian and co-hosted with Laura Adams from Women Inspire. The music was by Scott Buckley www.scottbuckley.com.au For tours and information about Blue Badge Guides visit britainsbestguides.org